meeting is being recorded. Continue. We're back. Shutdowns can't touch us. Oh, I was going to. I started a stopwatch. So I can tell. <laughs> How long was that podcast? I don't know, dude. 45 minutes, an hour. Two and a half hours later. <laughs> oh, excuse me. People, to... people always ask me, they're like, well, how long is, how long is a podcast normally? And it's like, well, it ranges between an hour and four hours. <laughs> Not a lot of structure. And at one point, I will say something terrible. Oh, God. All right, I'm maxing. I'm relaxing. I'm shooting some pool. Awesome. Let's uh, do it, man. Let's see here. So, yeah, this is TNC the Premix back for episode five. Episode five and a half inches. This is the uh, episode where we all get naked. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess we don't need a dilly-dally any longer. Might as well just get right into it, huh? Let's pop into it. The world's falling apart. We ain't got time to waste. All right. Episode five. Boom. tell you a little story about Monday morning. So I wake up this morning. It's about 6.15. I immediately realize that I don't feel very good. Could it be because I'm up too early? Could it be because I drank all weekend? The world may never know. So I have, I have a little stuffy nose. I got a slight cough. A little <laughs> So I head to work. We meet up for our, our, our Monday morning meeting. There's like six of us there. Two people get sent home immediately for a week under, cause under quarantine because they don't look good. I'm sitting at the end of the row thinking, I'm about to get sent home for a week. Paid, baby. I'm living the dream. I'm flying high. Boss turns to me and she says, all right, Tyler, you don't look too good, but it's probably just allergies. You're okay. Immediate dream crusher. Immediate. I've never been sadder. I was almost quarantined. I almost got free. First of all, how is she going to diagnose your allergies like that? Is she some type of fucking doctor? Yeah, and I don't think she is. She gets super mad when I call her doctor. So, 
<laughs> ah, so here I am working like a chump while everyone else is out having fun with their friends or whatever people do during quarantine. I'll never get to know. I mean, it, at least they get to call you essential. So that kind of like takes the piss out of it a little bit, you know, makes you feel good about yourself. No, no, it does not. Oh, right. <laughs> no, that I don't need fake compliments. I need straight go home. <laughs> we will pay you to not be here. That's my dream. But no. And first of all, you know, it was probably, it was probably my allergies because I feel better now. But God damn, that stings. That really stings the nostrils at seven in the morning. I was trying to do the, uh, the hold your breath thing because <laughs> I was, excuse me, I was told that uh, like if you have difficulty holding your breath for like longer than 10 seconds, that could be a symptom. But then I also saw like uh, some people have been downloading this app for like breathing training. Mm-hmm. So like you hold your breath for so long and then if you make it, then you progress and then eventually you're supposed to be able to hold your breath for like a really fucking long time. It's supposed to be good for like your resting heart rate and all this crap. And uh, I about had to make a couple calls after holding my <laughs> breath for a little bit. It turns out your boy has some respiratory problems. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't fault you there. I think I can hold my breath for maybe 11 seconds. And that was pre Ronies. I think most of it was in my mind. I was just like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Help! This, help. this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm panicking. Yeah, I can still sick. breathe. I forgot I can still breathe. Oh. <laughs> I get confused and scared sometimes. Just stop breathing. Yeah, I just, it seems like it's really racist against people with bad cardiovascular stuff. Because, like, do I get out of breath going upstairs? No. Has it happened a few times? Yes. Maybe my breaths were off. We'll never know. I feel like you just, maybe there's just like a couple power breaths in there, you know? Maybe you're just, you're breathing better. (laughs) I was saying, I can't breathe through, I've never been able to breathe through my nose. So every now and then when my nose clears up, it's just like, oh, I could be a marathon runner. And then the next day it clogs up again. I'm right back to the bottom. That, uh, that actually brings up a little talking point that I had. Um, I wrote down, uh, Afrin is legit. Hell and yeah. then also that I about puke every time that I, I do it. <laughs> just, that, just that delicious little bit of dandelion smelling nasal spray makes you gag. Well, so like I usually hit the Flonase because I alluded to the fact that I developed allergies at like 24 years of age, like five years ago. And ever since then, I'm a two shot of Flonase in the nose every morning, along with like a couple other allergy pills, just to just take the edge off. That's a fun way to say you're addicted to drugs. And, uh, but like from time to time, like if I'm really congested, I'll hit, hit the Afrin. But when I do, like I, I make sure I get plenty where it's like I sniff it back and then swallow it. And when it hits the back of my throat, like every time I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I just didn't know if you'd ever tried that before. Because uh, actually, oh, I, I love for it. little callback to previous episode um, talking about the competitive eating. Um, Joey Chestnut actually talks about how he would hit he'll hit up afrin like every time because it makes sense when you have food full of mouth you kind of gotta be able to breathe through your nose yeah i was gonna say yeah he's he's power breathing as he's just scarfing hot dogs 
Yeah. I, you know, I actually, that makes a lot of sense. This is why I was never a competitive eater. I was more focused on the food, not the, not, all, not everything you need to do to eat the food. Yeah, I think, I think just because Joey Chestnut looks like, like the weird guy that's like way too into your softball team that you discredit <laughs> him on the fact that he does actually commit a lot of time. And like, I think he actually does like training shit. And that's him being weirdly into the softball team might be the most, most accurate thing I've ever heard. He a hundred percent yells at yells at girls during co-ed kickball. Oh yeah. He's the he's double gloves, double batting gloves type of guy when he's wearing up there. Base, slow pitch, baseball pants. <laughs> yeah, he's sliding even though you're not supposed to slide. He don't give a rip. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Well, that's why he's the best competitive eater of all time. Suck it, Kobayashi. Um, <clears throat> I also I was watching a uh, uh, a commercial came on. You ever see that like Copper Fit stuff? Like, My boy Brett Favre and Jerry Rice. So there's that one, but I actually seen a different one. It's for like these copper fit gloves. And if anybody hasn't seen them before or seen that commercial before, you should look it up. But it is, oh man, it's uh, maybe the, the, this little recession, economic depression hit copper fit hard because <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're pulling Brett Favre and Jerry Rice in one of your commercials and the next one, there's some snaggletooth guy and fingerless gloves. I like I like to think that they like the economy started to crash and they're like, we need something new and hot. Socks socks aren't cutting it. What do we do? And some guy was just like, what about gloves? They're like, Carl, you're a genius. They're like, wait, 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 gloves. But we cut the fingertips off of them. Like Jesus Christ, get this man a scholarship. He's like, done it. Those gloves. Like they were doing like just normal tasks. Like one of them legitimately, everybody needs to go watch that commercial because it is fucking hilarious. But the one chick is like a hairstylist and she's cutting hair with the gloves on. Like, I don't know what the added value is other than it makes it look like you should be in like some biker gang or you were like a edgy kid in the breakfast club. Like one (laughs) of those two things. I like to think, you know how like every lunch lady has like that wrist brace on for like her carpal tunnel? <laughs> I, I like to think every lunch lady in the world saw those copper fit gloves and was like, holy shit, this, this is what we needed. Brian, I have my Christmas list ready. <laughs> Go on the Amazon and get it for me. I like how weirdly Irish again. Yeah, I mean those gloves are so fucking terrible. I don't care if I could catch bullets with them. I ain't wearing those fucking gloves. <laughs> I I made a promise to myself when I was younger. I will never wear fingerless gloves. If I'm wearing gloves, I want the whole experience. Um, what's your what is your f- um what's your favorite like obscure thing to buy from a gas station? Ooh. I'll give you time to think about it. I'll tell you mine. I was thinking about this the other day and you ever seen like those turnovers? I don't know if they're like little Debbie brand or whatever they are. Oh, oh yeah. Like, the boxed fruit pies. Yes. So <laughs> I had one of those not too long ago and like a mixed berry one. And it's just like a very strange thing to buy from a convenience store, but fuck was it good. I, I too have fallen victim to the gas station fruit pie. <laughs> they have gotten me a few times. 
And every single time I get done, I'm like, God damn, that was delicious. But why do I not like myself? I bought two, I bought two of them. I had the, I had a mixed berry one last time. And then I bought like the Boston cream pie and that one was very good, but it hit the bottom of my stomach like a fucking brick. I, I, I hate that I've seen this, but I've seen the Boston cream pie one. And first of all, I laughed because it said the words cream pie. So I was immediately like, <laughs> but what the hell makes it a Boston cream pie? I have no idea. I don't know if take, that's just like vanilla and chocolate pudding. <laughs> ah, ah, almost said something bad there. Held it back in. Thought and for so, a second. And somebody, it's vanilla and chocolate pudding and somebody spitting it. That's what makes it. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm from fucking Southie guy. I'll show you a fucking cream pie. <laughs> you like it's fucking just, apples? How about these fucking cream pies? Um... God damn, I love, I love gas stations. In fact, I buy roughly 90% of things that go into my body at gas stations. I would say I go to a gas station probably every day. And I, don't get, I, drive, a, I drive a very reasonable Kia, so I'm not getting gas, let me tell you that. And, I mean, I've recently fallen into a deep pit of salt and vinegar chips, or just salt and vinegar chips. And I keep buying salt and vinegar chips that's why you guys can't see because we're an audio podcast but i'm looking real bloated right now i'm retaining a lot of salt right at the current moment i was gonna say you look you look pretty good actually we oh, haven't we, we haven't seen each other in person yeah. for, a, for a spell i was say i got a lot thinner but then uh then the winter hit and i really hunkered down that'll happen and I started to get back into it, and then we got everything started shutting down. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out if the world's ending, not eating carbs. I'm just not gonna do it. And whoo, buddy, I fell off. I fell off bad. I mean, I was doing that thing where I was like weighing myself, and I wasn't really gaining weight, but I was looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, that I'm looking pudgier by the day. <laughs> and then today I capped it all off. Today was supposed to be my like. All right, I'm gonna get back on it. Uh, work out. Gonna eat right. Uh, spoiler alert: I was texting. I was texting my food guy at about 9 a.m. asking if he was gonna have burgers after work. And I ate myself a monster of a burger. Shout out Sporties, the big can burger. I housed it. I might have put mac and cheese bites on it. I'm not proud. But then I banged out like 120 push-ups, and uh, you know I'm feeling cut. I'm really counting on a lot of spray tans if we have Fourth of July. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking real dark, real pudgy. I uh, I also had burgers, but um, were prepared on my grill. Went full like suburban dad. Like oh, yeah. the neighbors wow. were neighbors were in their in their lawn, like teaching their kid how to play croquet. My <laughs> kid was running around trying to avoid landmines of giant piles of dog shit. <laughs> and I was flipping some burgers. Those burgers did look delicious. Were you ha did you have yourself a nice cold beer when you were doing it? I did not. I did not. I failed in that regard. Just a nice, just a nice summer shandy as you grill. You just stare in the distance and think about being young again. <laughs> I, uh, I was just trying to hammer some 
burgers off the grill and get everything done so I could get prepped for the show. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. That sounds magical. I I find the older I get, the more and more I'm just turning into my father. Where sometimes I'll just go stand outside and just stare at shit. And just just I'm sure if someone drives by, they're like, "Oh, that guy's probably doing yard work." No, I'm just glaring, just thinking. Mm. I wonder how those guys get rid of their crabgrass. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> I had this thought today where I was like, "God damn, this grass is looking a little weak." And it's not like I have a big lawn. It's a very normal sized lawn, and I, I almost reached down and golf coursed it. Like, yeah, I could get this thicker. <laughs> but then I ate a huge burger and took a nap. I'd like to say I'm. It's been a heavy bulk, and it's time to cut back. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get down to 130 pounds and just look sick. <laughs> yeah, I got a feeling that your bones weigh more than 135 <laughs> I'm pounds. I'm my bones weigh at least 200 pounds. <laughs> I knew I had lost too much weight when people were asking if I was sick. <laughs> yeah, sick of not having abs. <laughs> I, uh, Still failed to uh, grease up this uh, chair of mine, so you can hear it creak every once in a while. I'm trying not to move, but I uh, I sold the other chair. Did you? On, That's what uh, I was going to ask. On Facebook Marketplace, I I listed her up and uh, uh, I put no holds on there in the in the post that I was I would not hold it. And some lady said yesterday that she'd pick it up tonight, and some guy messaged me if it was still available. And I said, yeah, if you got the cash in hand, come pick it up. It's like, I'm not holding it for anybody. Well then that guy can't pick it up. And the other lady was pissed. So I was going to ask you and we'll pull the audience. Is it wrong if you say no holds and somebody says that they will commit to picking it up the day later and then you give it away to somebody else? Does that make me a bad person? Cause that That's lady, not. I think wanted to burn my house down. She was very frustrated on this two-year-old chair that I was selling on Facebook Marketplace. I cannot see. If you would have put Will Hold and then you did that, I would say not a bad person, but certainly a worse class of person. What you did was you straight out flat said, no holds, that lady asked for something. You can't negotiate after the fact, sweetie. You, <laughs> you will get cut. Can you see my shirt? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God damn, we are handsome. Oh, yeah, I forgot to plug that, but um, I update a little bit on uh, tcthepremix.com. Um, I changed a little bit of the layout, added some more merch. Um, tried to figure out what SEO was, um, like search engine optimization, I believe is the acronym. Um, but yeah, like... So that way, when somebody searches for our website, it's what like pops up like underneath it, um, yeah. like the description and all that shit in like a, a search engine. Um, so I'm working on that. But uh, yeah, if we have any uh, listeners with uh, disposable income in these trying times, feel free to get a fire shirt or a tank top or a hoodie or, or a, hat. a hat. We have hats and now. I will say the uh, just the TNC logo on that one sweatshirt is absolutely big fire. Uh, it comes on a champion hoodie, so that's how you know it's good quality. You will be respected by all the youths. 
plus the youths are down with our with the with the with the podcast. I assume. I don't have my I don't have my ear to the streets anymore because schools all got canceled. But uh, kids like it. the The hat the hat is awesome. It makes me sad that it's going to be eighty five hundred degrees here pretty soon. Yeah. I would wear that hat everywhere. And I'll work on getting some more stuff up, maybe like some snapbacks or some mesh back ones, uh, something a little bit more timely to the season. I just saw that. Uh, I saw that uh, like stocking hat style, and I was like, "Those yeah. are pretty sweet." The the bro tanks, they're gonna be they're gonna be the number one thing this summer. If you get caught not wearing a TNC bro tank, you're gonna be made fun of behind your back. Your friends probably won't speak to you again. Or they will. You'll be that friend that they like. We're like, oh yeah, we totally invited you, and then they never actually sent the text. That will be you if you don't have our merch. So, I I gotta get serious here for a, for a second. Um, oh, God. um, I was thinking about something uh, the other day, and. I think it's all time that we we come together as sisters and as brothers brother and we just decide here and now that we make a change in this world for the better and that is to stop letting dudes finish on chicks faces or in their mouths in pornos <laughs> or and uh, addendum Amendment A, Amendment 1A. Uh, also, guys just don't need to talk in the middle of porn. I don't need to hear them. Don't need it. That sounded professionally cut in right there. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I'll make the stand with you. If we want to be on the forefront of this movement, it seems... It seems like it seems like the girls don't like it. <laughs> I know they're acting. They're putting a front on. They're trying to be brave. We're all trying to get through this together. And you know what? I'm in. Yeah, does any chick really truly like when a guy finishes in her mouth or all over her face? Like like just thinking of like some chick that's like sitting there with her mouth open just blinking. And then as soon as it like hits her face, she just like tries to act like she's into it, but no chick fucking wants that. Plus that's a part of the video that I don't need to help facilitate the things that I'm trying to do. So oh. let's just cut. Let's, let's cut a little time off the video. That's going to remove some upload time. It's going to remove some uh, production time. That's going to remove hours for everyone involved. And that's going to remove cleanup. Like that guy can, do something else with that. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> why don't you get rid of it the old-fashioned way in the shower like an adult? <laughs> uh, well, uh, that, I mean, that goes against my no kink shaming 2020. But uh, you know what? I'll ride or die with you. I'll ride with it. I, I also want to get serious in this time. The Tigers in New York caught the Ronies. And I saw I, that. And, and I have to blame Tiger King for this. Now, I'm a little woke to this. Do you think, and I don't want to be insensitive to the Tiger population because I'm sure they're listening, but 
do you think that this was a a way of engaging the public in awareness of the COVID? I 100% think that. I think they tossed, I think the zookeepers tossed a couple bats in there and said, just go to town, boys. You know what? Because I learned a lot more about the coronavirus after I saw tigers were getting it. <laughs> I mean, does, that, like, does, does that mean a normal house cat can get it? I mean, what, it's the same genus? Ge- genome? Gene? Whatever? I, well, I think you're right with genus. Because we are genuses. Genus? Is that, oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, man, but, I just thought it was very conveniently timed. And again, not being insensitive. I mean, Tony the Tiger was big, um, big for me in my younger years. Big, big Frosted Flakes guy. But he was great. But it seemed like a a very coincidental, um, very convenient time to. Yeah plug the tigers in there in the wake of all the tiger king phenomenon what yeah what is more hot in the streets right now than coronavirus and tigers nothing what happens when you put what happens when you put them together you get to dominate the headlines and and get people like me to click on your little on your little thing and i read all about it and i start thinking about cats sneezing on other people's cats mouths and i just get all sorts of lost I, the best part of the article where they're just like, yeah, the one cat had it, and now the other cats are, or the other tigers are showing symptoms. So I'm just picturing a bunch of bunch of tigers just like laying, like laying back, just being like, meow, meow, just like sick, just constantly like meowing. Do tigers meow? Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, we all I'm sure know they make tigers. similar sounds, just more yeah. intimidating and terrifying. <laughs> we all know tigers, but do we really know tigers? It's a question. Someone needs to make like a catchy song about what they say and like dub in some like EDM similar to, to the, similar to the Fox song. What does the tiger say? It's in the club. When the club's finally open, that tiger song is going to be popping. <laughs> no, um, I won't be going. I won't be going to that club because it's playing loud music, and I'm scared. And 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 I like to sit down and talk to my friends at bars. Is do uh, maybe it's just me, but sometimes, and maybe it's also in my mind. But uh, sometimes when I'm near large sound equipment with large subwoofers that vibrate my innards, it makes me gassy. <laughs> uh, this happened to me uh, yesterday, Sunday, the Lord's Day. Uh, my dad called me and said, hey, can you come help me cut some boards real quick? I was like, sure, whatever, whatever. So I went and helped, and there was a large table saw going, and we cut, we cut boards for like 45 minutes. I'm pretty sure the saw gave me diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have any scientific proof. But I think like the combination of like, like you said, like the large vibrating noise just kind of just rattled some things off the sides of my innards. <laughs> it, sh- it shakes everything loose. Yeah. I said, that's, I'm not a doctor. Once again, I'll keep telling you guys that until you realize it. You quit sending me your questions about your health. Uh, yeah. Vibration, shake stuff off your, off your guts, you poop. 
that uh, leads me into a good segue. Are, uh, in your professional opinion, are handicapped stools off limits to able-bodied folks like yourself? First of all, how dare you assume my ability? <laughs> that was a, so, that was bad of me. Fucking all. <laughs> a turlet's a turlet. And you and I both being larger gentlemen, I got to spread out a little bit. That's, uh, that's always been my argument. Like, I just like to be it because I'm sure you've ran into it yourself being a, you know, broader, taller gentleman. Beef bus. Like, like, <laughs> I've been calling myself that a lot recently. <laughs> it, uh, sometimes you get inside like those regular stalls and it is very confining. And then the placement of the toilet paper roll sometimes is bad because then it eliminates the square footage that you have in there. And then you're like, bang, it's a bang and knee situation. And if, if you're already in a public rest, if you're already in a public bathroom, taking a number two, you're already in trouble. Like you didn't want to be there. <laughs> and then you start, and then you start banging knees and then you're cramped. Then you're kind of getting sweaty, even though it's winter and you're just all over the place. And yeah, you can't have that. Handicap stalls are not off limits. See, that's, that's, that's kind of my line of thinking on that is as long as you're like, if you're in a, if you're in dire straits and it's a poop in the pants or poop in the toilet situation, like you got to get a free pass there. Now, the only thing that would suck is if, uh, you know, you were in there and holding up and then you go to like get out and like some guy's standing there with his walker or in his wheelchair and, and it kind of makes you feel bad, but I'm with you. Like as long as you're in there and you're trying to take care of business, you're not scrolling Twitter, wasting time. You just get in, take care of what you need to and bail you're good i feel like it's i feel like uh, it's okay see my thing with public bathrooms are that literally being in the handicap stall and walking out and there being like a person in a wheelchair there is my legitimate nightmare because i don't like people to know that i'm going to the bathroom just in general like if someone if i like like you said it's a situation that re- either requires poop in the pants or poop in the toilet i got to get in there i still my ass cheeks hit that seat. I still am waiting till someone leaves. I don't want them to, I don't want them to hear the symphony that's about to erupt. And so I'm trying to avoid confrontation in the bathroom at all costs. And I walk out there and just a handicapped guy is just staring at me. He knows what I just did. I'm bailing. I, I'm walking out like a prison. I might not even wash my hands. I might leave the place we're at, go wash my hands someplace else. I can't have that judgmental eye on me after I just made my brown eye work for it. No, handicap stalls, 100% on the menu. And don't let anyone shame you. Let's make a hard stance against that. Just, just do your business. I heard a rumor that everybody poops, except me. I don't do that, listeners. I- I did it once, didn't like it, stopped. Um, I was thinking about today uh, how, how, I don't know, funny is not the, the, the right term for it, but like how we let our children like do arts and crafts with food, like macaroni pictures or making necklaces out of Cheerios, like what type of first world 
like gloating, like show showboating type of shit is that? It's us taunting the lessers. It's like we have so much food, we make necklaces out of it. you, You guys are using rocks to season your food, your little bit of rice. And we're just like, ah, oh, this macaroni's good, but it would look way better covered in glitter. <laughs> yeah, let my let my son get some uh, Elmer's glue and put it on a piece of cardboard paper, and then I'm gonna hang it on my fridge for three days and wait till he's not looking, and then throw it away. Yeah, and be like, oh, the the art man came and took it. Yeah, he said you're good. Yeah, it it just reminds me of that Daniel Tosh thing where he was like, where he's talking about Survivor. And he's like, what kind of people are we that we make a game show of going to live on places where people already live? (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, you had to live here for 30 days. I've lived here for 47 years. I've never ever had a solid meal. I I gotta eat stuff that I catch myself. And meanwhile, there's just Americans there that are just like, it's hot. And this water kind of tastes like pond. It's like, <laughs> oh, damn it. I live here. Yeah, it kind of puts things into perspective of how cushy of a lifestyle that, that we all live at this point. But who knows? Maybe with when Corona turns everything into post-apocalyptic world, we'll all start living a little different. Oh, that's a, you're going you're gonna to be wishing you weren't throwing away those macaroni pictures. You were wishing you could be boiling those up over a fire before the cannibals come and get you. Of which I will definitely be the leader of the cannibal tribe. Um, speaking of food, uh, unpopular opinion here, but I actually don't prefer ribeyes for a cut of steak. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, uh, I like prime rib, which is the same cut, but like if I'm just going to get a, just, a, just a medium or medium rare steak, I would prefer either like a New York strip. New York strip. I'm team. I'm team New York strip. So, or uh, I like tenderloin, except for it's like super super expensive, and you usually don't get a very big cut because the size of the tenderloin is not as big in comparison to the other cuts. But if you're a pro and you like tenderloin and you like uh, your top loin or your uh, New York strip, you get like a T-bone or a porterhouse and get both. But then you got to pay for the bone, kind of. So <laughs> I was gonna say that's lost. That's lost weight. That's bad fiscal responsibility. But yeah, I was um, thinking about that the other day. We we had steaks, and it just to me, like I understand marbling, um, and that makes the cut, you know, more tender, more juicy, more flavorful. But to me, it's like ribeyes just tend to be way more fatty, and yeah, I just prefer I say, to I, get more meat. I was gonna say I don't do gristle well. I am. I'm an elderly man and I still go through like my steaks and cut like the fat, fat off. I have to do it because if I, if I'm chewing a steak and I bite into that rubberiness, I dry heave a little bit. See, I think we're definitely the minority being from the Midwest. Like I, I know a lot of people like my grandpa was hardcore, but even some of my buddies that are our age, they'll, they actually love the, like love the fat and stuff. They prefer My, my fucking mom will like cut the fat off and like eat it later with like salt. It's like, well, that just can't be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, I just, yeah, that is not for me. 
my mom my mom always said like she would like do it when i was little and i'd be like mom that's disgusting and she's like oh you'll get older and like you'll like it and for most things she said yeah like i like green beans now uh broccoli broccoli's cool i will not learn to like salted fat i won't do it yeah that's 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 a that's a weird one but oh man i had uh beef tenderloin we had beef tenderloin for like christmas Holy shit, beef tenderloin is good. Yeah, that's that's, that was a luxury meal. Yeah, I guess that's why it's worth its weight in fucking gold. And you give me a nice beef jerky. I'm a simple man. (laughs) Um, I had a bunch of NFL stuff um, that I put together to talk about, Um, but a few things. Uh, leading up to that, um, I caught a little bit of uh, Peyton's places with uh, Peyton the old Peyton Manning. Um, Peyton, Man- Peyton Man thing. Yeah, and it. Uh, I think it's typically like exclusively on ESPN Plus, but I think ESPN is kind of scratching at the bottom of the barrel right now for content. So they're like, you know what? Let's just uh, take all that stuff that's on ESPN plus that nobody wants to pay for. And probably nobody's watching because that's a ridiculous thing. And the only people that actually have ESPN plus are the ones that paid for it so that they could then pay more money to get pay-per-views to buy USC fights. You see fights. Uh, I fall strictly in that group. <laughs> I have ESPN plus. Same here. Because I thought it enabled me to get the pay-per-views for free. Nope. It just gives me the option to buy the pay-per-view. That's upsetting. Hey, we're going to charge you a monthly subscription fee to then allow you to pay more. More. Yeah. And fuck, they got me hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Yeah, they got me too. (laughs) I actually have a little bit of beef with uh, ESPN right now because ESPN is showing classic games. So a couple nights ago, they had game seven of the NBA finals where the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing the uh, San Francisco Warriors, Golden State Warriors. I knew that sounded dumb. Same thing. Uh, They, in this game, Kyrie Irving hits a three-pointer with less than two minutes left that basically won the Cavs of the series. And they cut it. They cut, like, that huge three-pointer due to time restrictions. The next game they were playing was a WNBA game from 2006. They cut literally one of the most, like probably a top five NBA clutch shot of all time. So I could watch all of the fucking Seattle Mystics versus the Washington Mystics. I don't know. It was just fucking, it was, I was, I was offended and I hated it. And I hated that I was watching WNBA and I couldn't stop because I figured that something cool was going to happen and nothing cool happened. And for that reason, ESPN, you're flirting with the list. Yeah, I wonder. It's, it's kind of uh, comical to think that they were up against time restrictions when at this point in time they have nothing but time. Nothing. Literally nothing <laughs> but time. <laughs> like, I, I bet just every single day the ESPN executive wake up. They're like, are sports back on? No. Fuck. We got to pay Chris Berman $18 million a year and he's sitting on the shelf right now. Yeah. But uh, circling back to that Peyton's places thing. um, 
a guy that uh, almost. What do they do on Peyton's places? I don't. I've never. I'm not familiar with it. So it's, and I I haven't seen a lot of them. I've seen um, quite a few of the previews when they used to do them. I don't know if that was between like the Sunday night or the Monday night football. They would cut to like a little bit like over halftime. They'd give you like a little teaser of uh, little Peyton's places, but it's more or less like he goes around and just does random shit and interviews former players, coaches, uh, anybody affiliated with the NFL, um, revisits some of his own shit. Just, I think he goes to Canton with his kid. One of the, I mean, he does a bunch of, bunch of random stuff and it's fairly interesting. Like, uh, I mean, Peyton moves the needle. I mean, he's, uh, I, I think he's, uh, I mean, seems like an all right enough guy. He was, he was good on SNL. Uh, what I had pictured in my head when you said Peyton's places was it was Peyton Manning going around doing home remodeling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first, first thing I thought of was I was like, it's like, yeah, Peyton Manning showed up and did my man cave. I was just a weird phrase to say now that I just said it out loud. Hey, if there's any ESPN uh, execs that are listening to this, they probably just grab bag that idea. Hell yeah. I want to see Peyton Manning redoing people's fucking lofts, and I'm going to be like, God damn it. I had this idea because my brain wasn't working right. Um, but on the, on the one that I caught um, earlier today, um, I've never been a fan of Cooper Manning, who <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure on the – uh, the 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 family of Arch Manning, Archie Manning, um, but I know that Cooper is older than Peyton and Eli. Yep. But is there another sibling? I believe it's just those three. Okay. Um, and Cooper Manning was a wide receiver, so you could tell he did not get the best genes. Yeah, I've I've seen like most the most recent thing that I had seen of Cooper Manning up until this Peyton's places thing today was when they were cutting to him during the Super Bowl, and he was interviewing people and it might've been some of the most fucking cringeworthy shit. You know, that feeling when you get embarrassed for someone secondhand like, embarrassment, he, he bottles that like he, like that starts with Cooper Manning. Uh, the fact that Cooper Manning even has a job, I assume he has to wake up every morning and text Peyton. Thank you. Like, Thank you, big brother. Or thank you. He still calls him. He's even though he's older, he calls him big brother. That's how disrespected he is. Like just like Cooper did bad, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about uh, because I have seen Cooper Manning, and I, for some reason I was on a I was I was on the Cooper Manning train because I think I read in like an ESPN the magazine article and they were talking about Peyton that supposedly Cooper Manning was going to be like the best football player in the Manning family but his spine didn't work right. Like he had like something where like your spine gets thinner over time might be like spinal degeneration or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm team Cooper. And then I saw him doing interviews and I was like, Nope, I am not team Cooper. That was a lie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I even pretended. I don't know. It's he's a, he's definitely a try hard. And that's why like he, he was almost, he was teetering on making the list. Um, but Today, when I saw the Peyton's Places thing, they were showing like old family videos of them like uh, playing football in the backyard and stuff. And Cooper was just bullying the fuck out of Peyton. And I was just like, all right, man, you, 
<laughs> you won a little bit back from me there. Yeah. I say, I don't like, I don't like a lot of things, but you show me a video of you just absolutely bodying a child. I'm laughing every time. You're good. You're good with me. There was legitimately like two, two or three uh, scenes where he made Peyton cry in these like <laughs> old family videos when he was like seven or eight and they just like purposely showed it and then would just like put the camera right on Peyton and he was, you could tell whoever edited that didn't uh, talk it over with Peyton's camp <laughs> yeah. because he, <laughs> just at, after that episode aired, Peyton just went up to like a production assistant and just open hand slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Yeah. But people don't talk about the fact that Peyton Manning almost got canceled for teabagging that chick when he was at Tennessee. I do recall that now. And that's a, that's a no-no. We do not put our genitals where they don't need to go without permission. We're heavy on consent. And listen, a little locker room talk, little boys will be boys. Yeah, that's all fun and games until you dunk your taint on someone who's taping your ankle. That's, that ain't cool. Yeah, it's a... He probably learned that move. He probably learned that move from Cooper. <laughs> Cooper probably did it to Peyton when he was like 12 and Peyton's like I'm going to get someone back one day and Eli was just too stupid to fall for it he was like he's like the road runner to Peyton's Wiley Coyote like Eli come here no son of a bitch I uh I also uh I think it's the pardon the interruption with uh, Wilbon and uh, is it Kornheiser? Kornheiser. Kornholer. Kornheiser. I'm. Uh, remember when he, when Tony Kornheiser, he used to do like, I don't know if it was Sunday night or whatever, but he was in the booth for like a very short period. Oh, yeah. And back then I developed a strong hatred for that man. He's just such a douche. I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And of course, today, um, happened to be like on ESPN or whatever. And he came on there and he started defending Bill O'Brien about DeAndre Hopkins, like going away. Like more, is- and, and he legitimately said that he compared DeAndre Hopkins to Antonio Brown. Which is just absolutely astonishing leap of thinking. It's the all time, like that's the biggest fucking stooge thing I've ever heard in my life. Like like everyone in the world agreed that was like the worst possible trade for DeAndre Hopkins. It's and like you get a you get yeah. a top five receiver for literally nothing. That's for the, the corpse for the corpse of David Johnson. That's that's the that's like one of the biggest fucking art like Bill O'Brien is a fucking moron. He's like he's really hurting the uh the the butt chin, butt chin? that's the butt that's chin culture. Easy. As you know? soon as you said Bill O'Brien, the first thing I thought of is like the fact that he has like a four-inch dimple in his chin. I know. He's making it harder out here for the rest of us. Um, and I prefer to call it a man cleft. But in Bill <laughs> O'Brien's case, it is definitely a butt chin. He's just like a giant ass face and just happens to have one on his chin. Uh, yeah, especially because like Antonio Brown's legitimately a crazy person. Like legit a crazy person. DeAndre Hopkins literally loves his mom too much. Like, that's, like, the worst place. Like, his mom can't see, so his sister describes his games to her. Like, and that's the, that's the bad thing for about him. It's like he catches everything, and you're going to compare him to Antonio Brown? I 
I will admit there was a long period of my life where, uh, pardon the interruption, or it was uh, around the horn, then pardon the interruption. That was like daily TV watching for like middle school with Tyler. I got all my spicy takes from around the horn and pardon the interruption. And the older I get, the more and more I hate Kornheiser and Wellbon. I still love around the horn, but Kornheiser, Wellbon, you're on notice. I just, I mean, luckily Wilbon was like, you know, like trying to, uh, you know, defend him a little bit, but like, say it was the dumbest thing of all time. Yeah. Like any way you go about it, like, okay, let's just, let's just go into a, a scenario where DeAndre Hopkins is in fact a locker room cancer. Let, let's just say that he's, he's bad. He's a diva. He's a, you know, a diva wide receiver. I don't believe even to that extent that he was making any locker room problems. And Deshaun Watson obviously fucking loves him. And yeah. he was very upset that he was leaving, but let's just say that, uh, let's just say, uh, Watson, they didn't get along. Let's just say that he was fucking stuff up. He was causing problems. He was a distraction, whatever, whatever. He, the sheer talent that that man possesses and puts on the field. Like, I mean, it, like I can see if he's really a problem and he's destroying the team, but there are diva wide receivers on pretty much 20 other fucking teams in the league. I think you, you have to, every, every wide receiver besides Larry Fitzgerald is a diva. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. That's part of it. Just like, uh, like your, your cornerbacks, um, you know, you have to have a certain mentality, you know, you have to, I think that's, gives you the edge you got to think that you're the best be the best you know just have a certain swag about you or whatever but um like (laughs) let's let's just say (laughs) even even though um even if deandre hopkins was a terrible person was a bad teammate which i don't believe he he is any of these things what we have heard about it yeah, if he was if he was that bad, you think we would have heard about it? So, so that I mean that that just you know feeds in more to the argument. But it's like even if all that shit was true, which I don't think that it was, you still get more value out of him in that fucking trade than that. You more or less gave him away. Like that was the yeah. like the stupidest trade I have heard of in a long time. Like somebody that somebody that made a good trade when they traded Diggs to Buffalo. That was a very good trade because yeah. they, got, they got they got value out of it. Uh, Diggs, uh, Diggs said that he wanted out. He complained about being in the cold. They sent him somewhere colder. Like, I mean, <laughs> it all fucking worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you hate Minnesota? You're going to hate Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your helmet there, buddy. You're going to want to keep it on. Your ears going to get cold. <laughs> yeah. I do like in the NFL when I just when you see it every time where it's like they're playing in like 55 degree weather and you see like the players that have never played like out of Florida have like the face like the face guards on like four layers it's like buddy that's that's football weather if I put a face mask on it better be negative 20 or else I'm sweating Um. Uh, but putting like DeAndre Hopkins literally is like probably a top I'm going to say top five, but he might be closer to top three wide receiver in the NFL because he catches everything. You put him on a team with Larry Fitzgerald who might have more like penalties for like holding than he's dropped balls. Like Larry Fitzgerald's a fucking monster. 
and has been for, and you know, he, he might not have been uh, blowing people out of the water every single year for stats, but arguably the most consistent uh, like embodies what you want in a wide receiver um, yeah. and ha- and, you know, had he- held records and pro bowl selections and all that stuff, you know, for years and years and years stayed with one team. Um, I'm pretty sure he was in the, whatever draft that uh, I think it was the 2004, 2005 draft. Yeah, I can't remember the exact year, but it's the same one with Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, and Big Ben. I think that would have been 2004. Okay, that could be. Um, uh, I, I just want to say this stat, and I'm not 100% sure out of it, but I'm pretty sure Larry Fitzgerald has thrown more touchdowns than he has drops. Like, there's some crazy stat like that. Yeah, he's fucking good, and he's got a donk on him. He is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is absolutely accurate. As a person who has uh, Hank Hill ass, it was always devastating, like just seeing like wide receivers who are just thicker than hell, just being like, "God damn it, he's so much stronger than me." Oh shit! Um, yeah, two thousand four draft. Um, I actually had written that down and forgot about it, but that was uh, Eli went first overall. Um, and then Oakland took a tackle. Then third, Arizona took Fitzgerald, and then four. Um, the New York Giants took Phillip Rivers, which then they traded for traded. Eli. Yeah. And then um, I didn't write down the fifth through the 10th, but then Big Ben went at like 11. And I don't know if it was uh, – again, I was watching something on uh, – I don't know if it was ESPN or, or one of the sports networks, but they were showing like a recap of that draft. And I think the reason how come they were is because of the whole Joe Burrow situation and they're wondering what's going to happen there. Um, yeah. But – I don't know. I need to figure out. I should have done some more research to figure out who the man was that was sitting with Ben. I don't know if that was his agent, but he was talking uh, during that. Uh, I don't know whatever that coverage was. That little uh, old <laughs> old old footage of uh, the draft. That guy was a big time douche. Oh my god, <laughs> he was not somebody I would want representing me. I I I. I don't like that I knew it was the 2004 draft right at the top of my head. Uh, I do remember that the – you remember how you said that the Raiders took like an offensive lineman with the second pick? Yes, a tackle. Uh, his name was Robert Gallery. He played at Iowa. I have no idea why I know that. That That is cur- – I do know the name is correct because I, I remember. I cannot, I cannot remember my middle name sometimes, but I can remember the second pick in the 2004 NFL draft. This is why America's dying. <laughs> so uh, lead up in the, in the draft uh, uh, discussions, a little segue. Um, and as I've said previously, like I'm not a huge uh, NCAA uh, college football, like follower. I do, I do follow it loosely and watch the bowl games and keep up with like the high profile players and see what the draft's going to kind of materialize into but mm-hmm. um, obviously Joe Burrow is, is, is likely going number one. Or we're all pretty much in agreement with that. And then yep. thinking Chase Young second. I believe so. I think uh, I will be the show's NCAA expert. Uh, I'm, willing, I'm willing to lay on that. Uh, I think Chase Young is going to be a flop in the NFL. You do? I do. I really do. I have no reason 
why I think this, but I can just feel it in my plums. <laughs> something, something about, I don't know, like his, I'm not going to say demeanor. There's just something, it seemed like he's one of those guys that was just like, his entire life's been like, holy shit, this dude's awesome at football. And like in eighth grade, he was like, man, I don't even fucking <laughs> like football. <laughs> he's like, I don't even fucking want to be here. And then he just kept getting better and better. And now he's just like, fuck, I, this is my career. I, I imagine it's like being like, you're really good at math. And they're like, you're going to be the best accountant in the world. And just the entire time you want to draw. And it's like, nope, you got to be an accountant. Do you think that, um, do you think that once he gets a large payday, he's not going to have as much motivation or do you think that it might also be a little bit of uh once he faces like true adversity playing against professionals? Yeah. That's a little bit of both because I think he'll get a big payday and be like, well, maybe I can meter her down a little bit. I have a career. I have a future to think about. And also you're not going against, he played at Ohio state. You're not going against the fucking, like, you know, a person who's going to leave and leave like the football team and become a fucking used car salesman you're going against a dude who's like six foot seven who's been like the strongest person he's ever met for years since he was like four years old and yeah he's gonna try to bull rush a 340 pound left tackle and you just get absolutely pummeled and be like well fuck that i didn't like that at all i didn't look up chase Young's stats but and this might just be uh me just being completely unaware but chase young looked kind of small to me yeah, I think he's like six five and a half, oh. and like two hundred and sixty pounds. Oh, so which, it's not small. <laughs> what this is going to sound? I was going to say exact opposite of small, <laughs> huge, and he's also devastatingly fast. No, he has all of these things that should say he's going to be very very good. Well, what's his hand size? I just say uh, it's actually uh, fourteen inches. He has mm. actual bear paws. Mm. I have no idea. Um, I do hate to say that when that whole like Joe Burrow only has like nine and a half hand inch hands, uh, I definitely went and measured my hands. And judging by what I read, I would be an elite quarterback. What where are you supposed to measure from? From your thumb to your thumb to your pinky laying flat on the ground. So you can you get to mash it against the ground. Yeah, I think for all the listeners, Cody is currently measuring his hands right now. <laughs> I'm probably only nine and a half. Yeah. Well, have fun falling in the draft position, nerd. Me and my me and my huge intangibles are getting fucking drafted high. And I can record I I would be the perfect player to get a high, get a real, real, real good paycheck and just immediately quit football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say, I have a hard time at work doing stuff, and they pay me once every two weeks. <laughs> you give me $16 million guaranteed before a season, I might not show up. <laughs> yeah, I would – I mean, I was uh, – once, the, like, the XFL came out and then um, was also, like, the whole collective bargaining agreement um, – between the players and the owners and like how all that stuff was going to shake out and they were debating on, they weren't going to come to an agreement. There might be a holdout. There might be uh, you know, they, 
I was like, fuck, are we going to get some replacement players? And I was just like, I was like, man, I would, I would do that. But then I started thinking, I was like, well, what, what could I do? Cause like I played line in, in high school, but I am undersized and slow and not strong enough to be a NFL caliber offensive lineman. And then I'm too slow and not athletic enough to be a tight end. So what, <laughs> What do I do? Like maybe the guy when it's too windy and they send him out on there to like hold the ball <laughs> for kickoff. I fucking crush that. I I missed my chance of being an elite long snapper. I could have been a real special teams a real special teams asset. I just go out there and I won't do punts. That's too far away. But I still got a tight spiral between my ass. I <laughs> drop that thing seven yards all day. The Perfect old, spiral every time. The old upside down quarterback yeah i'll say some say it's the most athletic position on the field i tend to agree <laughs> uh which replacement players would be sick i don't know if you ever seen the documentary the replacements uh it's keanu reeves uh, yeah what a great sports film is it it's got favreau in it too right yep he's a linebacker that definitely has ptsd mm-hmm. and uh they they did the thing that every single person in the world says. It's like, why don't NFL teams just have sumo players or sumo wrestlers? They tried it. They tried it. I recall it working pretty well. I think they made the playoffs in the end. Except and, for they ate too many eggs and then threw up in the... Uh, who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good film. It was a great I, show. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves has played a quarterback in multiple... Multiple movies. Point Break. He's a quarterback. Utah. Yeah, I do. I do like in Point Break where they play football on the beach and Keanu Reeves just shreds them all. That was a good. That was a good. That was a good three minutes. We had Young Schwazy looking fucking ripped with the perfect blonde mullet. You had Young Keanu out there just dicing them. Whew. They're all playing in jean shorts. I might have imagined that part, but I'd like to think they are. God damn! I might need to watch Point Break now. Point Break is all time. Got the Buses in there, like a young, young, crazy Buse. I was gonna say, uh, did you ever heard what happened to Busey? Um, I heard an interview with him not too long ago. He's still, uh, he's, but, he's still alive. You know, <laughs> which surprising, I know. <laughs> but you know, he's got like those fucked up horse teeth. Mm, yeah, he was in. He was in like a really bad car accident. And like mashed his face in, and it kind of broke his brain. And then those are like the teeth he got afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. The abuse. The abuse man's had a fucking run. Yeah, he is. He's fucking out there for sure. And I respect that at a certain point they were just like, "We're gonna put Gary Busey in this movie. He will be Gary Busey in this movie. <laughs> we can't have him act anymore. He just has to be Gary Busey." Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that uh, you kind of mold the rest of the movie around him if you want him in it because he's just going to give you the same thing. Very consistent. Very consistent in his portrayals. I'm going to be Gary Busey. It's like, well, this is Shakespeare. We'd prefer if you played King Othello. Dob Gary Busey. It's like, all right, man. Sure thing. Speaking of uh, movies, um, is there something you wanted to uh, – Let's get into something real near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Our personal friend, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has starred in 36 movies. 
I don't know that for a fact. That's a guess off the top. But he starred in a lot of movies. All of them very, very good. Not true, but very. Well, he has some heaters in there. So I wanted to ask you, what are the best? Either you need to do top five or top three, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies. So when you um, when you sent me that to look it up, um, I didn't want to be disrespectful when you told me to uh, come up with five of my favorite. Um, but I could only come up with four. So, so, why don't you go ahead and tell me your number one? Ooh. Ooh. See, that's a tough one for me. Um, I put four down. Um, I got two of them that are probably one A, one B. But if I had to pick one, I would say maybe the rundown with, uh, uh, Sean William Scott. Is that who's yep. that? Yep. The rundown is number two on my list. Um, so I would either, yeah, I was in between the rundown or walking tall. Uh, with, with walking, Johnny tall, Knoxville. walking tall is my number three. <laughs> yeah. Those, those two were bangers. And then, uh, I liked, uh, probably my number three. I liked the uh, Scorpion King. I have Scorpion King as my one. Mm. Nice. rules and then uh full disclosure about after the second fast and furious movie i just kind of gave up on that uh franchise just wasn't for me so i know pwj i'm sorry <laughs> well podcast is canceled <laughs> uh, see everyone later because i didn't know we were going to debate fast and the furious right now but uh, yeah, you fucked up because they're incredible. They are great pieces of uh, film. I believe we actually sent them to the we, we launched them into space. So if aliens ever find it, they can see what we loved in the world. Yeah, I definitely made that up, but it was awesome. Fast and the Furious movies are awesome. We'll stand for no slander. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Uh, there is so you haven't seen them. So the first. Um, like the first one with uh, with Paul Walker, Vin Diesel is Luda mm-hmm. in there? No, that's number two. That's too fast, too furious. Oh, so I've seen that one too. I've seen I've seen one and two. Ja Rule, Ja Rule is in the first one. He, he's See, one of the he's one of the street racers. No big deal. So one and two blend together in my mind. I just know it's like everybody's driving a car that somehow has like 16 gears in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's called, it's called racing Cody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. how dare you? You don't want to, you don't want to be fucking driving. You don't want to be doing a quarter mile stretch and not being 14th gear. That was one thing that I was just like, man, like when I was younger and I watched them, it was like, you know, it didn't, didn't really phase me. And openly I'll admit, I'm not much of like a, a car guy. Like I don't, I don't really know that much about vehicles, but I do know that there aren't like 24 gears in like a Mazda RXA or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> is a Mazda RX-7. That's what Vin Diesel drove in the first one. Yeah. Bet you didn't know you were going up against a Fast and the Furious autist. <laughs> I've got these fuckers down pegged. Uh, yeah. Listen, it gets a little strange, but uh, you might not know this, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson, six foot four and a half, a light 
I, we're going to give him 265. A real unit. Very strong. Has some muscles. Vin Diesel, five foot nine, like 200 pounds. He's not small. In the movies, they make it seem like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel are like the same height. Mm-hmm. And they always get in fights. And Vin Diesel always beats up The Rock. And it's very upsetting. It it hurts me. Yeah, I I knew that he was uh, he was smaller, um, because I had looked that up or somebody had said it like a long time ago, like back when, like Vin Diesel there for a while. I mean, I guess he's still in the movies and still doing um, still doing stuff. I guess. I mean, I don't watch it, but like when he was watching it. like the triple x or whatever when he was in all that stuff and he, he was really in his prime with the fast and the furious and all that stuff and the, the what's the chronicles of riddick maybe yep so Pitch I mean, black chronicles of riddick yeah so he he really had a time and i remember uh people started slandering him because they made him appear way taller than he was in every yeah. movie that he was in even though he was like consistently shorter than like all of his co-stars a lot of the time uh just there is like a scene in uh, I believe it's Fast and the Furious Five. Yes, I believe Five, where they make they like The Rock and Vin Diesel stand like eye to eye, and you can tell that like with Vin Diesel's body proportions, he is a light foot shorter than The Rock. <laughs> it's just like it's like Vin Diesel's waist is like The Rock's like fucking nipples. Like it's just like this is weird. You guys, you guys couldn't have edited this at all. Maybe um, show maybe show Vin Diesel standing on some stairs or something. I uh, I had Jumanji for number four because I watched that movie and I thought it was okay. Jumanji with the Rock was actually a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I thought I, it was good. I thought I was going to hate it because I am a ride or die original Jumanji guy. Robin, uh, Robin Williams kills it. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. to a real one. Uh, young Kirsten Dunst. Who was my who was my crush for a while when I was going through puberty? Her in Spider Man when she's showing a little bit of nip, whew, it inspired me. I would upside down kiss her. Yeah, with my privates. Yeah, that's how, yeah. respectfully, of course. Uh, but original Jumanji ruled. So I was I was I had low expectations for the Rock Jumanji. I loved it. It was good. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. It was. There was um, obviously like a little bit of cheesiness at times, but uh, I think that was like planned. I think it was planned yeah. cheesiness. Yeah, but I mean, uh, didn't hate it. I mean, that makes my uh, number four, and I uh, didn't have a number five. That's uh, as far as I got. My, my four, my four and five are Fast and the Furious movies, which mm. I clearly, which you've clearly heard that I know a little bit about. Mm. They're real good. Uh, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. It's on HBO. I recommend you guys watch it. It's good. It's pleasantly fun. Jason Statham and The Rock got great chemistry. I do like Um, Jason Statham. They barely even kiss in the movie, which is pretty upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) I think they showed that in the previews. But uh, I'm glad we had a similar, similar top five because the rundown, Walking Tall, and Scorpion King all rule. Dude, the the beginning... Of the rundown when he's like, uh, when they're when talking he about fights, him being, like the NFL players. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Dude, that, that part's awesome. I love that part. I went to that in the theaters, and I remember just being like, "Well, this." So I was like, probably like thirteen, and that part where he fights all the NFL players was magical to my brain. Dude, I legitimately have probably seen that 
opening scene of the movie no less than a hundred times because I would, I had it on DVD and, um, on my little 13 inch TV in college, well, tech school, I would, uh, <laughs> I would, uh, I'd put that on like before I went to bed because back in the day streaming wasn't as uh, mainstream as it is now. So we had to use small little discs and put them inside of a, a little microwave and then plug cords into the TV and then watch them like that. Um, and it's hard to imagine. Gross. But I would, that would be like what I would fall asleep to was I would just like put the rundown in every time before I went to bed started <laughs> started over every single time and so I just watched that opening scene over and over and over again um god damn what was I just gonna say uh the rundown was one of those movies that was just like on fx or tnt like four times a day and I would legit get upset if I was slipping through the channels and I had missed that opening scene where he fights the NFL players because fuck that is so good uh, there's a little, since you've seen it a lot and you're gonna know what I'm talking about where they're like giving like all the stats of the NFL players. And there's like, there's like the two like offensive tackles that are there with the, with the quarterback. Uh, they just absolutely make them wildly huge. Like one of them is like six foot nine and like 440 pounds. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where you're just like, no, <laughs> like, no, that's not even. Just absolutely wildly huge. I think there's he fights one like the fullback, like the fullback's one of the dudes there, and the fullback is like six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds. They just just astronomically huge people, and it's like, come on, guys! I've seen an NFL game. Like, not every player is absolutely gigantic. I'm gonna have to watch the rundown after this. I think. (laughs) God, that's a good movie. Walking Tall, great, absolutely great film. I don't know. You know the bad guy in the rundown who has like he has like the white hair. He's a perfect bad guy. All time villain. I don't know his name. I have to say, couldn't tell you any more about him, but great villain. Perfect. What's what's the name of the? I'm trying to think. He, the guy that has two different colored eyes. He reminds me of uh, Joaquin Phoenix at times, but he. I'm trying to think of what he was in. He's another all time villain. Walter Groggins. Is that what it is? Fuck, what is his name? I think I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think Did of you, what he's in. He's in Justified, that TV show. Okay. Oh, isn't he in, uh, have you seen The Man in the High Castle? I saw the first season. I think he's in that, isn't he? I have no idea. No, okay. No. Yeah, literally zero idea. <laughs> I, just re- I just remember The Man in the High Castle. Uh, I'm going to show my nerd ass a little bit right here. I really love alternate history. So you tell me something like, ah, what if the Nazis won World War II? I am so in. I love that shit. Uh, I like, I read many books about how, what would happen if the Confederates won the Civil War. Uh, Spoiler alert, we've been okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I love that type of shit. And then the man in the high castle got kind of weird, kind of fast. And I was like, nah, I don't like this. God, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure. I think his name is Walter Groggins. I might be totally wrong. And maybe I'm crazy for thinking that he had two different colored eyes, but I was pretty sure he had two different colored eyes. Yeah, very well could be. Um, yeah, those two all-time rock. Uh, Sean William Scott, he's great in the rundown. 
Johnny Knoxville, great in Walking Tall. Scorpion King is just a fantastic movie, a great piece of action. Maybe it's because, uh, did you ever watch the show Hercules with Kevin Sorbo growing up? Was that the one with like the spinoff of Xena? Xena, yeah, yeah. I Fuck never yeah. watched it, but I was aware of it. <laughs> and I like, I just remember like being like four years old and being like, I would probably like that. And then I went back to watching Pup Named Scooby-Doo or something. But uh, that reminded me of that. And I'm pretty sure that's why I like Scorpion King so much. That, Hercu- uh, that Hercules, I used to watch that shit all the time. It's good stuff. Good fucking stuff. Yeah, no, that was... Is, is Walter Groggins the right guy? I've been hammering this... Uh... Oh my god! I've been hammering this uh, Google machine here, and I cannot seem to find the guy with two different colored eyes. Well, that was my quick Google, and then I just like tried to go through uh, all-time TV villains, and I'm not really coming through what I want to see. So, uh, yeah, good, uh, <laughs> good job wasting a bunch of time on the podcast, Cody. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm just glad we got to talk about The Rock. And I'm glad that we now have future content when I just talked about the Fast and the Furious movies for 11 hours. I was um, I was going to get into uh, a reading by Michael Freeman, um, but I might actually save that uh, for next time. What's the stopwatch at? 47 minutes. Uh, hour 15. Damn. Um, All right, let's let's wrap this one up. Okay, I got uh, a couple things that I was gonna talk uh, talk about. Um, was the we touched on the um, I know we we started talking about like UFC stuff uh, yep. last episode, I believe, and I started looking at the weight divisions when I was talking about who was in what division, and I was uh, <laughs> wildly wrong on every fucking thing. But give myself a little credit. When fucking people go up or go down a weight class, it fucks with my mind. But like when I was talking about like, uh, like Masvidal and and uh, him being in the lightweight division with like Khabib and Tony Ferguson and all those guys, like yeah, is Mas- Masvidal is weight class up. He's welterweight. Um, so that which, means he weighs hundred. He means he weighs like one hundred seventy-one pounds or something like that. Uh, welterweight is 155 to 170. Damn, I was close. And lightweight, which is Habib's, uh, Habib. is 145 to 155. And also, I don't know if you saw, but today they announced that, um, UFC 249 is still on for April 18th. Um, but my, mom, Putin, my mom's birthday, shout out. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess Habib is quarantined in Russia and Putin won't let him leave. Yep. So Tony Ferguson has to fight uh, Justin Gaethje. Okay. Is that how you say his last name? How do you say it? Gaethje? 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 Gaethje. Gaethje. Yeah, dude, that, that J freaks me out. I knew, I know it too, and I just messed it up. Gaethje? Yeah, I, I did uh, – <laughs> Today, today at work when I was not quarantined, uh, I did I did a lot of research in the UFC 249. That Justin Gate Gate Gagey Gagey 
Gate Chi. Gate Chi. He is uh, real strong on punching people in the face. He is, he is very effective with it. He's got some. Um, he's got one of the. Uh, well, I guess in my mind, I just looked at a picture of him, but I was thinking that he had uh, some all-time cauliflower ears. He's got some. He's got some good ones, but not uh, not like Randy Couture. Randy Couture, just dude. Can you imagine you are just you look over? Have you ever seen in the UFC fights where people get punched in their cauliflower ear and it explodes? It explodes. Yes. Yeah, that is so <laughs> gross. That is so goddamn gross. And every single time, I'm just like, oh. Um, also, cauliflower ear, gross. Get yeah. that fixed. I don't like it on my plate or on my ears. I'll pass. I, don't put it on a crust of a pizza. I'll fucking burn your house down. And here's where I tell you folks where I love cauliflower. Riced cauliflower, delicious. Mm-hmm. Cauliflower crust pizza, delicious. No. Dude, it's, it's a better version of rice. Mm, no. R- rice is a <laughs> version of rice. <laughs> You're going to slander cauliflower and Fashion the Furious? <laughs> Good God. I'm like, I'm fucking podcast is done. I hate it. Um, another, uh, when I was looking up these, these facts, and I didn't really uh, get into like all of the weight classes that I fucked up because I pretty much fucked them all up. But the cool, let, the cool thing is I agreed with you on every single one of them too. <laughs> let the tape show that I now know that I was wrong. <laughs> so I think I fucked up the lightweight and the welterweight and the middleweight division. I just crossed all those fucking guys up. And then I also forgot the difference between like light heavyweight and heavyweight. So good for me. Um, and I'm here to tell you folks that Cody just apologized for being wrong. I will never do that. I will never apologize for being just absolutely wrong because I know there's people listening that are just like, they understand, they don't understand how I can't say words like the great zoom buffoon incident. And they're just like, God damn it. Say it right. I won't do it. Um, but when I was looking up, uh, the facts, because, um, I think when I saw like the, like Tony Ferguson and Habib and then, um, I think I saw something like Tyron Woodley and, and Masvidal and realized that they're in different weight classes. So I looked up like the, um, the rankings and the weight classes and everything just to be right. And they have this thing on UFC's webpage that says men's pound for pound top rank. And I've looked at this and I know that I've said it like pound for pound has come out of my mouth, but I never truly like, I just thought it was like the best of the best, which I think in lame layman's terms, that's, that's the truth. Exactly but, what it is. <laughs> but like here, they somehow that is like a hard fact. But I find a problem with that because how can you make a light heavyweight pound for pound? Like you can't make him any bigger to prove that he would be projected better because he's, I mean, granted, John Jones could be heavier and when he fights a regular heavyweight. But it's like to me, how can you not say that like Habib would be pound for pound the best fighter? Because are you telling me? If he gained if we had 60 a, pounds of muscle. If we had a 265-pound Khabib running around, do you not think that that would be a fucking problem? <laughs> Dude, I would, I'm probably going to avoid Russia at all costs, just in general. But if there's a 265-pound 265 265 Khabib running around Russia, I am for sure never going there. Yeah. That is a goddamn – that is a bear. Like, I've already got out my aggressive stationery, and I typed a very spirited letter to Dana White 
<laughs> I don't know if I put the right stamps on it, but if he gets it. Future guest Dana White. <laughs> like, how can you say – I mean, don't get me wrong. John Jones deserves to be on the pound-for-pound pound list, but pound-for-pound pound is like making everything relative to how big you fucking are. So if you make Khabib 265 pounds – like, I'm 265 pounds right now. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a fighter. I'm not going to fight anybody. Uh, Khabib, who's walking around right now at like, what, 155? I, I would say probably – he's probably – I know he cuts weight for 155, so I'd say 170. Habib would kick my ass up and down the fucking block, <laughs> let alone if he's 265 fucking pounds. Like, there's a solid chance he just spins me like a pizza. Like, <laughs> like he just hurts me, like, deeply. Like, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous stat to me. Because then, like, the other people they put on there, they put, like, Stipe and Cormier on there. Like, to me, pound for pound means, like, taking – what the smallest guy would be at the highest weight class and like how that would project. Like to me, I don't know. I, I, it, I understood. <laughs> I understood. I didn't have any beef with the pound for pound system until you just explained it to me right there. And now I might hate it. <laughs> like I need to talk to these statis- statisticians <laughs> because I got a couple thoughts. Yeah. I just want everyone to scale up in size to their 265 pounds now. I need 265-pound Khabib fighting 265-pound Connor, And I need, like, because 265-pound Connor with that left hand might be able to, like, punch cars and shit. No <laughs> like, shit. It's like, it's like getting shot with, like, a 50 cal. Like, Khabib wrestling you at 265 pounds, like, but he's, like, he's just got, he's just bigger overall, killing you. Just killing you accidentally. Um, and then I also, I tweeted at Dana White from the TC the Premix account um, and asked him if we could get uh, like a heavyweights girls division, women's <laughs> division. Because if we can see some big old boys beat the piss out of each other, I want to see some big girls out there beating yeah. piss. Because they, uh, they end at, um, I think, 145. 145, for the yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I think uh, they – I think man- size- Cyborg, Chris Cyborg always wants to fight at like 170. <laughs> and all the girls are just like, no. Because, um, uh, like, for some reason, I don't know, uh, I pulled all my stats from UFC's rankings page. But they have Amanda Nunez. Um, you know, she's, she's obviously listed as, like, the women's bantamweight. But they also have her as, like, with uh, women's featherweight. But they don't show any other – uh, featherweights underneath him. I don't know if that means that like everybody in the bantamweights just automatically can go up to featherweight, but um, but yeah, featherweight tops out at 145. Like I want to see some 265 pound women out there, just just dieseling each other. If Dana White needs some ideas for how he's going to capitalize on this quarantined world of sports, you get some 265 pound women out there just hawking haymakers at each other because that that um i know we were trying to wrap up and i kind of got off on a tangent but that that leads into my uh have you ever been out to a bar and yes (laughs) (laughs) stop stop me right there (laughs) um uh so you know how like guys um will sometimes like get into 
finger quotes like a fight at a bar but most of the time it turns into like a a bro off and you start pushing each other and then everybody cools down it's like yeah i totally want to kick his ass and you got a you got a couple hold back guys and you're like god we look really fucking cool dude Um, i'm such a hold back guy (laughs) i'm such a hold back guy a chick fight there is zero fear in a chick fight i have seen some of the best fights i've ever seen in bars have been chick fights i i was at uh can't remember the name of the bar but in Vermilion, um, and Char-bar. I saw that is Char-bar. OLC. Yes, I believe it was Charbar. I saw one of the most disgusting chick fights I've ever seen. I have seen, I've never seen more hair ripped from somebody's head. Um, wow! And, and just thinking about like if, and not slandering or, or going at women, but it's just a biological, like scientific fact that muscle mass and women's bodies and men's bodies are different. Like we're just made it, we're made different. It's just, you know, it's a different yep. thing, but like if PPs women, JJ's, yep. yes. But if women were um, like muscled and had the natural testosterone and were built like men, it would be fucking terrifying because the <laughs> mind of a woman is like, they have the heart of a fucking lion. And yeah. that's, that's why I need the 265 pound women's division. Uh, my, it's weird that you say that. Cause my dad literally, my dad's seen some things and he, to this, to, he frequently tells the story. He's like the best fight I've ever seen two chicks in Okaboji. He was like, they fought for like 45 minutes. <laughs> he was like, they were ripping hair. They're gouging eyes. They're scratching. He's like, God damn. I don't have any hair, but if you pull my hair, I'm quitting. <laughs> like, like, ow, ow, ow. Are you yeah. trying to rip an ear? That's that's not what people do. Get the hell out of there. I'm yeah. here for it. Anything anything that gets more sports into our life. I need some competition. I think and that's uh, I won't be making myself better at all. Well, I think, you know, like as a fight promoter, as a as a business guy, as an entrepreneur, like entrepreneurial mindset like Dana White has, like that's a that's a the a next trick in his in his in his bag that he can just roll out at any time because you expand the women's weight classes. I mean, taking that up to 265 would be fucking electric. <laughs> just, I need some big gals, but I need them <laughs> tossing hammers. Why discriminate? Why, why can we, why can men, why can men be 265 pounds and beating the piss out of each other? I need to get some women in there. I, I've never agreed with anything more. And on that note, on the note of equality, we're going to end the pod. <laughs> all we do is support equal rights and equal lefts you know what i'm saying hey, let them fight <laughs> let them fight perfect 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 nailed it yeah um, um uh tease the michael freeman um we'll hit everybody it, with that it's, on it's, episode it's magical six. it is magical i heard um, a preview <laughs> um but yeah, we'll plan on that for episode uh, six and uh, episode six or and hey, uh, yeah, brother. With that, I guess episode five is in the books. Hugs and kisses on my cats and kittens. XOXO. See ya. See ya.